Hey man, this your Southern player partner Clay James, all the way from Savannah, Georgia to the ATL. And I'm pulling up a chair with my dog, Terrell Thomas. You dig what I'm talking about? And we gonna kick Flav the play away. We gonna kick the Flav so much till you can't taste it no more. You dig? Terrell Thomas live at the Live Hip Hop Daily Studios, Atlanta, Georgia, doing something new, bringing you a dope new show where we gonna sit down and highlight People in our community who are doing things in music, who are doing things in culture, who are doing things in fashion in their community. So for episode one of Pull Up a Chair with Terrell Thomas, it was only right that I sit down with a gentleman who I've known literally for over a decade now, man. It's crazy to say that and see just how quickly time flies and how time moves. Um, at the time, we were both young men. <laughs> trying to find, you know, how to really make our make our way on our journey. Yeah. Uh, and it's great to see everything that's going on with you now uh, as a man, as an entrepreneur, as a musician. So we'll highlight and talk about a lot of those things. Savannah Zone, Clay James, how you feeling today, good sir? I'm feeling well. I'm feeling well. I'm healthy. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's lovely out here. Yeah. <laughs> now, this has been a long time in the making, man, for us to sit down and, and actually speak. Uh, you were one of the, the, the first brothers uh, during my time when I was getting my thing going and like the hip hop journey with hip hop since 1987 and we were doing uh, 30 for 30 challenges yeah. and, and, and side uh, by side pulling up on cats in the middle of the street and just uh, asking Fitting. them for bars and for freestyles. And, and you, you were definitely a gentleman that always had bars. You know, you were always ready to spit. Uh, you were always ready to put on for Savannah, put on for Atlanta. And I've watched you take that passion and that ambition and grow it into a label. I've watched you help shape the careers of others. Now you're reaching back into Savannah, which I think is dope as hell. And you know, people, people, some people, people know about Savannah. They may know of Big Boy, they know of yourself, but I don't really think they truly understand Savannah. Um, so once again, it's great to see you doing that. You're doing things in fashion as well. You were doing them then, but you've taken it to a higher plateau. Mm -hmm. um, so talk to me, man. Uh, let our audience know, who is Clay James? It, it's so funny, like whenever um, media asks me that, you know what I'm saying, I always say the same thing. I'm just a cat from Savannah, Georgia. I was a ball player, you know what I'm saying? I hooped, I played for Beach High. If you know anything about Savannah, you know what's up with Beach High. Like we always was going to the Final Four, Elite Eight, and that's girls and boys. I mean, and the girls, they really got a few champion, state championships up under their belt. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, if you know about Beach High, you know about the, it's a, it's a strong history for basketball and football coming out of the city. So I was a ball player. I really was the freshest nigga in the hood. Like, ain't nobody gonna dispute that. <laughs> nobody from my era is gonna say I wasn't. You know what I'm saying? Cause I had the same, I had the same shoes and the same Coogee and Versace and all that type shit that the dope boys had. You know what I'm saying? My niggas that was on the corner, they was my inspiration for the fashion. So I was dressing like them, but you know what I'm saying? I, I, I wasn't slinging no iron and slinging no dope. You feel me? I just had a couple little jobs, and I used to cut grass, and then, shit, my grandmama, she used to spoil me or whatever, because she was the candy lady in the hood. Okay. So when all the kids was coming to her door with the J's on, she already knew what she had to buy me. You know what I'm saying? So we was rocking like that. Um, I ended up coming up to the A for college. I, um, I went to Georgia State University, and uh, that's why I started picking up on the music thing, because we right downtown in Atlanta. You know, all the artists is coming to our school for various reasons, whether it be to pick up broads, to pass out CDs, you know what I'm saying? All that type of shit. We in the heart of downtown. We right across the street from Walter. So 
I kind of got sucked in by the whole hip hop culture and idea inadvertently. And then one of my frat brothers, cause I'm a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. So one of my frat brothers was like, nigga, you really got shit shaking on campus. You might as well like put out a song or something, be a rapper. And at first it didn't make sense to me cause my mind was really all over the place. I was about to go to the military cause I, I wasn't really feeling school no more. And then I just, I had so many women and just so much stuff going on. So I really sat down one day and was like, man, you know what? Out of the people that's putting out the music in the city right now, we got similar stories. Like, it might work, you know what I'm saying? Because all it takes is really you just being a little bit popular. And then you catch, you find your sound, and then shit, man. We already had a distribution system set up because all the women at school, they coming from all over the country. So they already in tune with what the noobs doing on campus. All I got to do is find a good song for them to take back to their hometowns. And I, that's how the buzz started. So I started going to the studio, recording. I ended up recording my first song. It was a song called Party Started. My first rap name was CJ the Fly Guy. Yeah, that's, that's indeed. That's so, <laughs> so they called me Fly Guy on campus. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I was fly. You know what I'm saying? Polo head to toe. Like, I was going crazy. But um, I um, I put out the song Party Started. I ended up giving it to Stewie Rock at 107.9. Okay, okay. Because Shout he was hosting. Rock. Yeah, that's my, that's my big homie. He was hosting all our parties at the time. So he hosting a party. I already had him wearing my clothing line, Bliss. And it was just an easy little transition. Like, hey, let me um, let me play my music for you. He like, man, give me that song. I'm gonna put it on Battlegrounds. We're gonna let the people decide whether you got what it take to be in this industry. So, man, they put the song on Battlegrounds. I end up winning every day, every and, day. And for people who don't know what Battlegrounds is, let let ex- ex- explain to them. Okay, so Battlegrounds is a competition between independent artists, mostly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? On Hot 1079, they pick two songs from two independent artists, and uh, they play them for about a minute, 30, minute, 45 seconds, each song, and then people call in and they vote for which song was the best, in their opinion. So I ended up becoming the Battlegrounds champion and getting retired off of there. So once that happened, I was like, damn, this rap thing might could really work for me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So after that, I got in the studio. I, uh, I started working on my first mixtape, which was, uh, a rendition of Kanye's College Dropout. I spelled college with a K because I was a noob. I am a noob, I'm sorry. And it was hosted by DJ Iceberg, which is one of my best friends. So he also been with Cap Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. So we put out the first mixtape. We did it on that piff. And then after that, I just stayed in it, just doing mixtape after mixtape after mixtape. I met some girls from Texas, me and my dog, a pimp sweet tooth. You know what I'm saying? That's when he was going crazy in Texas. We met some girls out there, and they was like, yo, y'all need to go to South by Southwest. So I ended up going to South by Southwest. Uh, Long story short, probably my third year going, I ended up catching the eyes of Doggy Style Records. Um, and that's when I ended up getting my first situation with Snoop Dogg and Doggy Style Records. Actually, I was on Doggy Style Records South with his cousin, um, Papa Lope. And um, that's when things really started to move for me. I had Snoop behind the scenes working for me, and I also was being mentored by Big Boy from Outkast. Okay, so we're going to dive into in both of those gentlemen, two, two icons uh, that it's a blessing that you know, you've had the opportunities to work with and learn from. 
Um, but I want to give our audience a little bit more of you so they can understand who you are now and whatnot. Talk to us about Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. You know, like people I'm, people think of tourism. They don't, you know, they they don't really understand. One one thing that I've learned throughout my journey is people don't understand that it's a hood everywhere. That, yeah. That's, and I mean, that, that that's a blessing that I feel like me, Danny, going when we, we've been able to go out on our trips and go to other towns and meet artists, and it's like we might be going to. Bumwood, you know, Alabama somewhere, and we thinking it's the, the Hook Hills or something. And, and it's you the get trenches. there, yeah, and it's the trenches. <laughs> like, you know, so, you know, talk to us a little bit more about Savannah and, and give our audience a perspective of like what it was like growing up there. Um, it, it, it was fun, it wasn't easy, you know what I'm saying? Like, one of the main reasons I moved from Savannah is because, you know what I'm saying, the culture, if you want to keep it a hundred, like, I was a ball player, I was fresh. So, you know, quite naturally, niggas was hating. You know what I'm saying? So my car got shot up on some random shit one day in front of the library. You know what I'm saying? So my mama wasn't feeling that shit. And then like two weeks later, my house got broken into. They stole all my mama's jewelry. And they took a bunch of my gear. You feel me? So I sat back and said to myself, like, all right, two things. I can, I can handle this two type of ways, right? I can move. Because my mama, it was stressing my mama out to the point where, like, I just, I ain't never seen her like that. I know, I know she, it put a lot on her heart. Cause at the time I got partners, they dying right and left. Cause that's just what it is in Savannah. Like it's, it's a street city. Everybody think it's like tourism and all that type of shit. Yeah, it's cool, it's beautiful. We got a beach and all that type of shit. But on that west and that east, you know what I'm saying? Shit, shit could get real because it's a lot of poverty. It's a lot of drugs being sold. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of niggas getting money. So it's a lot of jealousy. It's a lot of, you know, it, it, it get real down there. So, you know, I ended up sitting back and I was like, man, just for my mama, uh, what's it? Peace of mind. I'ma move to the A with my uncle. So I ended up moving to the A and finishing out my last year of high school at McEachin out there in Powder Springs okay. or whatever. Um, but like I said, that, that, that year, that year, I lost a couple partners in the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, we was going, I felt like we was going to funerals a lot when I was little. You know what I'm saying? And one of my best friends got killed. Um, hell, arguably the most legendary rapper outside of Big Boy from Savannah is Jason Camouflage Johnson. He died a couple years before I moved, you know what I'm saying? That was like our poster boy. That was supposed to be the one that was really supposed to put us on the map. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you talk about somebody who was moving 50,000 units out the trunk, you know what I'm saying, before he got his deal with Universal. Like, Holmes was really about to take off. So, you know, when we saw like the hood hero get killed, you know what I'm saying, and motherfuckers really ain't give a, a fuck about even his life, you know what I'm saying? It kind of put things in perspective far as everybody else who was living down there. Like, if you wanted to really be something and uh, and have some things, you might want to think about moving. You know what I mean? Just That's just what, where the city was at at the time. So, um, you know, I tell people all the time, like, if you make it out of Savannah, you can make it anywhere in the world because that shit ain't sweet. You know what I mean? And that's why you see people from Savannah, we carry a chip on our shoulders. Cause it's like shit, nigga, we made it out of there and we made it while we was down there. We can make it anywhere. You know what I'm saying? And we wear that. You know, like, you know some more people from Savannah, like my boys from Screeders X, you know what I'm saying? They wear that shit. 
you could tell like them boys done been through some shit and now they up. And that, that's why I asked you too, because once again, as I was saying, I've had the pleasure of going to some places, some hoods, and like I've been to Savannah three times. My first time, it was with some tourist shit, so it was about the beaches, and I think Forrest Gump was shot at certain places. So yeah, that where, time, where yeah. movies was shot, you know. Then the second time I did, you know, like I went more with, with artists to really see what the city looked like. You know what I'm saying? And and then hearing stories from yourself, hearing stories from cats like Rallo and let you yeah. know, like so. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I wanted you to highlight that it, it is very real there it ain't sweet now nah. don't go down there going to that beach and going downtown and <laughs> not being on your p's and q's and you you take a wrong turn you know what i'm saying end up in, end up in some bullshit you know what i'm saying but it's a beautiful place great food you know what i'm saying long as you stay in your lane you ain't gonna get fucked with long as you ain't being too flashy you ain't gonna get fucked with you know what i'm saying so you know i, I love where i'm from it, that shit made me who i am today so you you mentioned uh big boy and once again uh this is terrell thomas sitting down with the one and only clay james mm -hmm. for episode one of pull up a chair with terrell thomas you you you've you've mentioned uh you know working with snoop Dogg, working with big boy um and you also you explained to us in your younger days though you know you were a ball player so as a youngin, maybe not as focused. Of course, the hip hop culture is what we live. So whether you're in tune with music that was going on, the culture is there. As a youngin in Savannah, what was it like after uh, Camouflage uh, was killed, mm -hmm. and then watching Big Boy's rise to say an Outcast rise? What was it like watching Outcast and Big Boy take off? Well, okay, so Flage got killed in '03. Um, Big and Outkast, I think they took off around like 92, 93. So that was more so the music our parents was bumping. Okay. Like okay. you find out about Outkast because your mama might be like, you know, Twan went to Duran Middle School. Uh, Twan, big boy, Twan mm -hmm. mama live around the corner from us. Twan, mom, Twan auntie stay around the It was like that type okay. shit. Okay. And then in the hood I stayed in, I stayed in Cloverdale. So Big used to do like an annual cookout across the street at um, Bowl C. Ford Park, across from my hood. Okay. That was the first time I seen a Rolls Royce in person when he pulled that shit up there, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, that was, my infatuation with Big was on some, damn, like it's somebody who made it out of Savannah and went way to the top. Now with camouflage, that's more so like the neighborhood hero type shit. Okay. okay. Like, Everybody, you saw him rise from the streets of Savannah. You saw him getting some bullshit. Hell, nigga, if you was at the skating ring at the right time during a certain era, you might have seen Flash fighting at the skating <laughs> ring. Like he was, he was really one of us. Like also, like we saw that shit go from him being in Crime Affiliates. It was a group called Crime Affiliates okay. to him going solo to him fucking with Birdman, Pastor Troy, all these mainstream artists before his untimely demise. So it was just different situations. Like we saw Flaws rise up. With Big Boy, it was like an urban legend. Like you heard about that shit, cause he way older than us. So that's how that was. So how did your relationship start with him? How, how, how did the mentorship begin? When did y'all relationship begin to take off? Because what happened was when I started buzzing, it was enough people that knew him because people said I remind, I remind him of outcast. So it was enough people saying that to where his family members caught it and was like, hey, boy, it's, it's a cat named Clay Jane. You might want to check him out. 
he heard it one time, and I'm sure he probably was like, all right, whatever. People tell me shit like this all the time. But then I got cool with his brother James somehow. I, I forgot how me and James met. But then James went to him and said, hey, it's a little cat named Clay James. He from our side of town. You should check him out. So then I tweeted him on his birthday. I was like, yo, happy birthday to the Savannah legend. You know what I'm saying? I look up to you type shit. And that shit got hella retweets, right? So then he tweets me back and he like, Clay James, I've been looking for you. <laughs> so when that happened, we started DMing. He gave me, he gave me his number and he's like, man, pull up to stank on you. So I pulled up to stank on you and he was like, man, you got three songs to play me, to impress me. Let me see what you got. So I played the three. You know what I'm saying? He was standing kind of behind me. So I kind of looked in my peripheral to see if he was vibing with a nigga. So I seen that nigga, he was like, you know what I'm saying? So he's like, man, play two more. So I ended up playing five songs and he was like, shit, whatever you need, just holla at me. You know what I'm saying? I can't promise you nothing, but I can promise you that I'll be there. Like I answer the phone, you know what I'm saying? Y'all always have somebody to talk to and we just build a relationship. So. We just ended up, everybody thought I was going to sign with Big Boy, you know what I'm saying? And at one point, people don't know this, Snoop and Big was trying to figure out a joint venture situation Okay. Um, at one point, but that shit ain't never happened. But it was That's like, right. everybody was like, they was trying to work that shit out, but we couldn't get it straight, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dog was busy, Big Boy was busy, so like when Dog was in Atlanta and we was at Stankonia, we had a little meeting about it, and then we were supposed to get back to it. And then I ended up going on tour with Snoop. Big Boy ended up putting out his album, and we just we just couldn't link it back up like it was supposed to. But like if that shit would have happened, I would have been out of here. It's gonna happen in time. You just mentioned it. Yeah, you know I'm saying. And I'm thinking right now in my head, uh, they could put some shit together. Big Dog. You know what I'm saying. How you on it? Man, big and it, Big it and Snoop. It, it, you know what I'm saying. It, it, it could have been major, like. But you know, everything happens or don't happen for a reason. Amen. Like I still Amen. got a great relationship with Snoop. And then with Big, that's still my big homie. You know, if, if some major shit like that might have happened, all of us might not be fucking with each other. You know what I'm saying? It ain't no, it ain't no guarantee it would have been successful and that our relationship still would have been the same. <laughs> so, you know, I, I just, I go out vibes in the universe and shit like that. And I believe in God. And I believe that if it was meant for that to happen, it would have happened for me. So it may be a situation where them just meant to be my big homies. You know what I'm saying? Shit opening back up. Niggas is back touring, you know what I'm saying? My buzz getting bigger. I may end up on tour with these niggas, you know what I'm saying? Like, you never know. So I'm just glad the bridges ain't burnt. Everything's still intact. Them still my niggas. And to be quite honest, I like the fact that niggas is fucking with me now for me. Like, and what I got going on, I you know what I'm that. saying? I, I like, I used to go places and niggas would be like, oh yeah, that's Big Boy Lil Homie or, or that Snoop Dogg artist and not say my name. Now it's, oh, that's Clay James, you know what I'm saying? Whether they talk about <laughs> a nigga be fresh or they talking about my label, Players Club Music Group. So I think that the reason it might not have happened, it was so that I can be the biggest artist that I could be. You know what I'm saying? I'm 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 glad you said that, man, because it's almost like uh, you you in my brain over here. You kind of know where I, where I'm looking to go. So we watched you go from CJ to Fly Guy. <laughs> we watched you morph into Clay James. And then we watched you turn into even more of a businessman. Now, you, you were a businessman as far as the, the, the fashion world is concerned, as you mm -hmm. mentioned in speaking on Bliss. Mm -hmm. um, but now you're doing something with PCMG. Talk to us a little bit about that and explain to me how that journey all began. Well, PCMG, the idea started 
when I was on tour with Snoop. Okay. And that's why my logo was blue. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Like a lot of niggas don't know that shit. Like we was on tour. And I ended up, I ended up telling Dog like, cause he always wanted me to have my own label. He was like, I'ma keep you for a little while, I'ma show you the game, and then you go do your own thing. Cause he was like, you a boss. Like I just see, I see the game way bigger for you than I do like my other artists. And that's love in itself, right there. And why he never gave me no paperwork? He was like, bro, we just gonna do this shit on a handshake, and when it's time for you to dip out, you know what I'm saying? You go do your own label. So yeah, that's why the play, that's why the Players Club logo is blue. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it actually started with a tattoo. I got Players Club and Southern Players tatted on my forearms. Cause I was like, yo, I, of course I'm in a group Southern Players with a pimp named Sweet Tooth. And then- Shout out to, shout out, shout, shout out to that brother. My, my dog. And then, uh, and then what happened, I was like, man, if we got a label one day, what would we call it? So it was me, Sweet Tooth, and Iceberg. We was at Iceberg Crib smoking. And Berg was like, man, y'all should call that shit Players Club. So I was like, I bet. So on tour with Dog, I'm telling him like, yeah, I want to call my label Players Club and all this type of shit. He's like, yeah, that's dope, that's dope. A lot of niggas ain't even don't even know what I'm about to say right now. Maybe like two weeks later, after I came home from tour, Snoop had put up a, a picture. It was him, Ray J, Drake's pop, and I think Percy, uh, his partner Percy, all old school player ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the caption said, it was like, welcome to the Players Club or some shit like that. But people don't know that was inspired by the conversation we had two weeks ago. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That epic ass picture, that caption was because me and Dog had that conversation. <laughs> so it was just some wild shit, but it started around that time. But I actually got the business straight on it mm -hmm. uh, a couple years ago. Like LLC, started building business credit, started actually... Um, signing up, signing up artists to distribution and management, you know what I'm saying? And right now my roster consists of Chris J, uh, King Elway, Respect out of Savannah, Georgia. He incarcerated right now, but he coming home soon. Uh, and Big Smitty, he also out of Savannah, Georgia. So um, that's my roster right now. We making some shit shake, everybody building their buzzes, you know what I'm saying? In their respective areas, the dope thing about it, all my artists, is different from one another. Facts even even yeah, the two facts. in Savannah are completely different. Like with respect, you know, he he a trap artist, you know what I'm saying? But he got bars though. But it's 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 more so on the 2021 trap lingo, you know what I'm saying? Fly, flashy, young trap nigga shit. Now my other Savannah artist is Big Smitty. He a lyricist, you know what I'm saying? Like bona fide lyricist. All he listened to is lyricist. All he rap about is lyrical shit. It's bar for bar for bar. You know what I'm saying? And you know, um, what a, a good example of him is being a kid that's from the streets, but he ain't a street nigga. See what I'm saying? Like he work a regular job. It, it was plenty of times where Smitty could have went left, but he chose to go the right way. You know what I'm saying? Something like me. You feel me? So I relate to I relate to Smitty directly. His neighborhood is directly next to my neighborhood back in Savannah. So I felt like I had to get me somebody from my side of town. You know what I'm saying? Um, then you got Chris J. He's a stoner rapper. He's a, a hybrid, I would say, between Smoke Dizza, Wiz Khalifa, and Currency. 
Shout out to that brother too, because he's a hustler. He he, I see him all over the place doing his thing. Saw him a lot of times South by Southwest. Yeah. Shout out to Chris, man. Much respect to that young brother. One time you interviewed me at South by Southwest, I took him down there with me. That was his first time going. (laughs) That's love. You know what I'm saying? And I told him down there, I said, look, if I ever get in a position to put you on too, I'm gonna do that shit. So five years later. He with me on PCMG, you know what I'm saying? And to be quite honest, this the best his shit ever been looking. Far as uh, brand awareness, he selling more merch, he getting more YouTube views, he getting more streams, you know what I'm saying? He happier, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, his, his brand is going to a whole nother level since we partnered up. Then you got King Elway. He's like, uh, he's from Griffin, Georgia. He's like everybody's country cousin. He like the nigga at the cookout. You might see him on the grill. You might see him rolling dice. You know what I'm saying? You might see him playing spades. Like, he a jack of all trades, and he is loved by pretty much everybody in the Atlanta metro area. I've never heard nobody say they don't like King Elway. Like, they like his spirit. Yeah, stand-up cat. He's, he, he's cat. a nice guy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> he also was a ball player in high school. Okay, I didn't and know I, that. I found that out from going to Griffin and I fucking with him. Like, folk were like, yeah, boy, Marquise was hard. Like, he had a jumper. See, I ain't know that shit. And see, it makes sense a lot why we click the way we do. Both of us country is a motherfucker. Both of us, you know what I'm saying? And both of us used to hoop, and Both of us like fly shit. So, you know what I'm saying? I, I really got a lot of love for Elway and what he bringing to the team. He also a hard ass worker too. You know what I'm saying? All my artists work hard as fuck, but like Elway on some, I compare him to being like a, he like a Nipsey Hustle in Griffin. That nigga got a barbershop, a wing spot, He's selling merch, you know what I'm saying? He's selling uh, music, like he do it all. Like he hosts community events, you know what I'm saying? At the park and shit, like he, 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 he really solid down there. I like what he got going on in his community. And he's a dope father. All my artists are good fathers with the exception of Chris because he don't have no kids yet, you know what I'm saying? But. You know, all my artists are good fathers. They in their kids' lives. Ain't no baby mama drama shit going on. You know what I'm saying? That's a blessing in itself. So it's like, I got a roster full of stand-up niggas, and that's why I go so hard for them. Because I see me in each one of them boys, whether it's a nigga from the trap or a nigga that got a nine-to-five. I see me in all them boys, and that's why I go so hard for them. You're also adding to your resume and stepping out and doing some new things in the world of acting, good brother. That, yeah. That, that's big. Uh, so talk to me, man. What, what, what does Clay James have up his sleeve uh, as far as movies? What are you working on, and when will we see you on the big screen? Y'all should see me on the big screen this summer or early fall. We just wrapped up a movie a couple months ago called Out on the Limb. Um, it's starring Trey Chaney and Jamal Willard. And uh, I got a cool little role in there. I'm uh, Tommy the Dope Boy, you feel <laughs> me? So they were just like, they were just like, shit, come with the flavor you coming with right now on your regular, on your regular everyday life. Like, we want you to be you in this role. You know what I'm saying? So that shit was fun as hell. Um, Rilo from Rilo from Savannah is also in there. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. He got a dope ass role too. I'll let him tell y'all about that <laughs> whenever you uh, interview him next. You know what I'm saying? So that, that shit, that's my partner. You know what I'm saying? Me and Rilo from the same side of town. That might be homie. So. You know, it was dope working with him. Like, we got some scenes together and shit. Uh, I'm actually looking over two more scripts okay. for some movies that 
I can't really speak on that I right now. That. I understand. But I understand. Out on the limb is coming out. You know what I'm saying? And I think out on the limb gonna give me like a foot in the door to really catch some more acting shit, some more like serious roles, and you know venture out into that world too, cause. That's one of my dreams as well. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's very dope to see, man. It's great to see you continuing to strive for new heights and accomplishing, you know, those goals. I cannot let you leave the chair and not talk a little sports action because, see, we do a lot of talking about music. Yeah. But it's, it's funny, dog. You're one of the, you're, you're a gentleman that social media works in a funny ass way because. <laughs> We don't have to see somebody. You be on a whole other side of the globe. But we interact. We talk every day. Yeah. We talk Thanks. every day, dog. Thanks. And like, as I was thinking about this, like I'm like, now we talk every day, and and probably about 85 to 90% of what we discuss is something going on in the world of sports. Thanks. We right now we're in the dead heat of the NBA playoffs. Uh, the Phoenix Suns have already moved on in the Western Conference, so they're awaiting an opponent between Utah and the Clippers. Yeah. Uh, with us being down here in Atlanta. We see what the Hawks are building. They yep. may be a little bit ahead of schedule. Uh, they're currently in a battle against the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll see you know, how that series sways. The Nets and the Bucks are in a battle. Um, Unfortunately. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll see how things go in that round. What are your thoughts been uh, about these 2021 NBA playoffs? And who do you see when it's all said and done, when the dust settles, being crowned the champ this year? Mm. Well, I feel like these playoffs kind of expose some of the bubble teams. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Like, I, me personally, I said it was going to be an asterisk by the bubble situation <laughs> once the season really started back, and I was proven right. You know what I'm saying? Because it, 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 it ain't the same not playing in front of them people. You know what I'm saying? I playing in front of, like, shit, man. We played against more people in AAU <laughs> than, they had to play, than they had to play in front of in the bubble. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So and these are professionals. And, and that shit matters, bro. That crowd participation, hecklers, hecklers, I'm sorry. All that shit matter, man. That that yes. shit add to the pressure. You know what I'm saying? When you got to look in thousands of people's eyes when you at that free throw line and it's determining whether y'all win that game or not. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I that's how I feel about the bubble compared to this year. And I, I like what's going on this so, year. Like, I'm happy that we finally got a potential superstar down here because Atlanta needed a superstar and a great basketball team because this is a, a, a city for that shit. You know what I'm saying? A predominantly African-American um, sport. You know what I'm saying? And everybody called Atlanta the black mecca. So it's only right that we have a good basketball team because the city going to stand behind that shit. You know, Atlanta like winners. You know what I'm saying? So, That's facts. Um, you know, I, I like how far they done come. Even if it come to an end, I, I like that Lou Will is back at home. You know what I'm saying? Because Lou, Will Lou Willville is right up the street. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I played against Lou in high school. He a little bit older than me, but I remember we played them in like the Final Four or whatever. Okay. So, and he busts our ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I always had like an admiration for Lou because this was before you could really see a nigga on Bleacher Report or, or any of the, like, any of this shit that's highlighting like dope high school players right now, any of this internet shit, slam, all that. So, you had to go off a of word of mouth. Like, we heard him and Mike Mercer because at the time he was playing with Mike Mercer. We heard them niggas was hard, but we in Savannah, we like, man, whatever. We the best niggas in Savannah, so we thinking like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, we about to take this shit this year. 
Man, we come up here to South Gwinnett. <laughs> so many people in the gym. Lou and Mike, they got on Jordans we never seen before. That was the first sign. <laughs> that was the, we was like, hold on, but them niggas got the J's that they came out yet. That, I had that, all the J's. That was sign number one right there. That, bruh, that was a sign. Them shits came straight from Jordan, bruh. <laughs> them shits came straight from Jordan brand. So I was kind of like, mm, alright. You know what I'm saying? Then, uh, and it was just the vibe. Like, the first play of the game, <laughs> niggas threw an alley from half court. Mike threw it to Lou. Lou caught it. Jim went crazy. And it was just like, okay. Okay, I, I, I understand the hype now. So, you know, for me to see him come back home, you know what I'm saying, is dope as hell. Uh, I feel like that was like a great trade for him, and that was a great move for the Hawks. Mm -hmm. uh, it just, they got a lot of pieces that's being put together right now that's really making it, it's gonna make it hard for you not to be living in Atlanta and support the Hawks. Like, you're going to look crazy not supporting the Hawks because they, they trying to get this shit right for us. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? As uh, far as who my favorite player is, my favorite player is Kevin Durant. So I want to see the Nets win. But with all these injuries and shit, it may not go down like that this year. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully, Harden or, K or Kyrie, somebody come back and help KD. If that happen, they'll go to the next round. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe that wholeheartedly. Uh... Another one of my play, my favorite players is CP3. I've been on CP3 since he was in Wake Forest. You know what I'm saying? Um, so for him to be finally getting his flowers and shit like that, I think that's dope. If the Nets don't end up winning, I hope CP3 end up getting him one. Okay. Because okay. that's really going to uh, – him getting a ring or not is really probably going to be the deciding factor of him being in that top five point guard conversation. You know what I'm saying? So um, I feel like – far as his legacy is concerned, he got to get a ring, you know what I mean? And I like the underdogs, like I like people who got a lot of naysayers. I remember when CP3 was supposed to come to the Lakers, because at the time, Kobe Bryant was my favorite player. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they blocked the hell out of that shit. I, I remember that like it was yesterday, dog. Man, they blocked I, the fuck out that shit, I, man. I, I remember that like it was yesterday, man. And he would have got him some rings then. It wasn't nobody going to beat Kobe and CP3, you know what I'm saying? So. The fact that that got blocked and then I watched bruh bounce from team to team and folks be trying to say he the reason they ain't go as far and all this ridiculous ass <laughs> shit. Like, I'm in his corner because I'm an underdog. So anybody that's an underdog, I'm fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's really all I really be looking at. I ain't really got too much love for the Jazz. Uh, I was a big Michael Jordan fan, so and the Jazz was like our main villain. So I don't give a damn who they get on their team. Even if KD went to the Jazz, I still That's wouldn't root for issue. the Jazz. Okay, okay. I still wouldn't, man. <laughs> Even with that being my favorite player, just I just I hate that franchise, bro. Like it's in me ever since Stockton and Malone. I just don't like the Jazz. No, I totally I get it. So I, I'm not mad at that. I get it, man. I get it. So get you it. know, I, I I like what's going on in the NBA right now. This shit kind of this shit kind of exciting, especially with. Folks keep getting hurt and now it's changing the outcome of certain series you thought it was going to go one way and all that type of shit. So, yeah, this shit crazy. I like what Joel Embiid doing too, you know what I'm saying? I, I ain't a Philly fan or whatever, but, you know, I, I respect greatness. And that's like, he a solid-ass big man. Yeah, like, he tough. I, I, I fuck with bro. He tough. I fuck with he, he models his game after Kobe. He, he, didn't start, he didn't start playing ball until he was about 12, 13, something like that, he said. But he was watching... 
the Celtics and Lakers finals and whatnot and fell in love with Kobe. That's even to this day why he out there seven two shooting fadeaway jump shots and whatnot. See, that makes sense now. He, he trying to he he mimics his game off of Kobe. He nice though. He nice. I, I give that to him. Man, but, but before I let you go, get about the chair and you know continue with life. I know you got a, a busy schedule ahead of you, so I appreciate you sitting down and joining us and, and pulling up a chair and, and, and sitting down with us. What's next for you? The summer is pretty much here. Uh, as we see, things are, are opening back up. Mm-hmm. Um, I know gentlemen like us, we're still continuing to slowly, you know, creep Easy the crawl back it. out here. Yeah. But it still is just even great to see, that, you know, that people are setting measures for us to get back out here, get back to it, get to the money, get to the people. Um, mm-hmm. what, what are you working on? What are you working on? Uh, what's PCMG working on? What do you have coming up uh, as 2021 moves along? Uh, actually, right now, I'm just trying to find a radio single. You okay. know what I'm saying? I, I, I was Yourself for the or for your for myself, okay. yeah, okay. because I got a new management deal with uh, Ferrari Simmons, yes, and uh, Justin Hatney. So right now, when they was analyzing, they're like, "Man, it's so many people know you, and you got so many cosigns. It's like, why it ain't go to the next level yet?" So when we were just going off the 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 list of shit I done did and shit I ain't did, Ferrari was like, "Damn." You never had a song to bring all these people from Savannah to Atlanta to LA. I get, I get a lot of love in New York and I get a lot of love in Houston too. He was like, you haven't had one song that brings all your core fan bases together. So I think we need to focus on getting you one song, you know what I'm saying, something that's radio friendly. And I think that's gonna be the thing to take you to the next level. So I just been recording. I stopped whatever my plan was before that management deal. I said, yo, fuck that. All y'all niggas that I work with that produce and make beats, y'all need to be sending me beats. I need to try to find me a radio single. So I just been working trying to find me a single. I already got two EPs done. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I just need a lead single that we can work, that we can get, cause the DJs love me too, especially coalition DJs, you know what I'm saying? So. Um, we need a single to really get everybody in tune. Everybody that's fucking with Clay from the media, the DJs, the street niggas, the college cats, the girls, you know what I'm saying? The pimps out in Vegas, you feel <laughs> me? Like, cause they show me a lot of love too. So it's like, we need to get everybody in tune on one song, you know what I'm saying? So I could really just go to the next level. So that's my main focus right now. As far as the label, uh, my artists, they really just trying to build they buzz it. So you about to see more visuals, more music dropping, more interviews. Um, now that things are opening back out, you're gonna see us at more events. Uh, my partner, my business partner, Pimp Night Sweet Tooth, uh, he actually, he has a clothing line that we both, um, well, that I'm a co-founder of called Players Only. It's me, him, and King Elway. We haven't even put the website up yet. All we've been doing is posting it on Instagram and wearing the shit around Peter Street. We done probably sold about 400 hats. And it, it had been like a month and a half. You know what I'm saying? That's all because he wear it That's all the time. Lot. I'm wearing it, Elway wearing it. It's just some cool shit, Players Only. So I really started a second business with him, with Players Only, um, with him and Elway. So we working on that. You know what I'm saying? We about to get the website up and going because the demand getting real high. Uh, He's also going crazy viral on TikTok right now. So, you know what I'm saying? We trying to figure out a way to get monetary gains from his TikTok buzz. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So we trying to figure that out. Um, 
my artists, like I said, they putting out visuals and music and, you know what I'm saying, just trying to get people more aware of the brand. Uh, right now I'm on BET and MTV and I'm gonna continue to be from here on out because they love me now, you know what I'm saying? And Elway has a video that's spinning on BET and MTV. It's called Different Places. Uh, I feel like that's a pretty dope record. It's, it's, it's something for the heart. It ain't no club banger or nothing like that. It's something for you to listen to that I think we all as young black men can relate to because it's about police brutality and it's about um, just us being from different places, white people, black people, but in the end, we all the same, you know what I'm saying? If we can look past the skin color and really see like, you know what I'm saying? We all can get on the same page if we just look past the physical shit and then really talk to each other and see like, damn, like, you know what I'm saying? It ain't really got to be like this, you know what I mean? So he really speaking on that in his record. Uh, Chris J, he got the, um, he got the smoking hoodies popping off. He, um, he going crazy out there in Cali. Uh, he was just at uh, the Larry June pop-up, blessing him with some merch day before yesterday. You know what I'm saying? And he putting out more music. Smitty Respect, they putting out music. Like, I got everybody moving. I told him, I say, shit, you know, I got the way I got from constantly standing in these folk face. And I, 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 was, I was good people. I ain't burn no bridges. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when I did get into it with somebody, I apologize. You know what I'm saying? Like, you ain't never too big of a man to apologize, especially if you wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I tell them, like, don't burn no bridges. Let's pop up at these events. Let's keep putting out this music and You know what I'm saying? Let's keep on pushing the brand forward. And I also push their brands. You know what I'm saying? It's PCMG, but I also push whatever they trying to push, too, because this shit a conglomerate. Like, I don't, I don't want them niggas to just be known as Clay James artists or PCMG. Like, I want their companies to be known. I want their merch to be known. I want their brands to be bigger than PCMG. But PCMG just be the house of all the brands, you know? So that's where I'm at with it. Man, let our audience know how they can stream some of your music, how they can follow you via social media so they can get in tune and see. You're, you're, you're very social, as I mentioned. We talk damn near every day via social media. So you're very social. You engage and interact. Uh, on social media, on Twitter, on Instagram. So please let our audience know how they can stream your music and how they can interact with you on social. Okay, so on the stream, on the DSPs, just type in Clay James. On YouTube, type in Clay James. Uh, you, a whole bunch of dope ass shit gonna pop up. You know what I'm saying? Um, far as following me, at who is Clay James, that's on everything. All social media, at who is Clay James. You know it's me because I'm finally verified on everything. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, click the nigga with the blue check. You feel me? So, yeah. You know what it is. Hit the subscribe button. Make sure you stream his music. Stay tuned for the next episode. We'll be right back. For Much sure. love.